welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hello, this is Blake Lindsay, and welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. Today, we'll be focusing on how to build winning relationships, especially how do you build a good relationship with a difficult boss or coworker? We've all had that person that no matter what you do, it's wrong. Zig is going to give us some insights into why people may behave that way and how best to respond to them. Let's listen to Zig Ziggler together. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the Dallas Morning News on March 10, 1993, they had a substantial article about the damage that is done to the self-image of a lot of people when we compare ourselves to the glamour people of the world and to the brains of the world and to the people who have all of these other things. Does that constitute success? In one of the later series, I'll be talking about the fact that millionaires are boring. I'll be talking about who gets to be a millionaire. You'll probably be surprised to know uh, that there are infinitely more salespeople who are millionaires than doctors. You'll probably be amazed to learn, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that there are more millionaires uh, in America with average jobs. As a matter of fact, according to U.S. News and World Report, less than 1% of all of the millionaires in America are in athletics, entertainment, music, television, and the movies combined. Less than 1%. The other 99% are people like you and me who hung in there over a period of time. We need to get a different picture of ourselves. What causes poor self-images? Well, poverty can be a cause of poor self-image. For example, if a home is such that the child is unwilling to bring their friends there, that has an impact on them. If they have a a drunken parent there or a drug addict for a parent and they're embarrassed to introduce people to them, that can make them have a poor self-image. Harsh, brutal treatment, physical abuse, verbal abuse, they can all have an impact. 
But the number one cause of a poor self-image is the lack of unconditional love. Where you accept your child and love your child, not because they made an A, not because they clean their room, not because they make their bed, not because they're in on time, but because they are yours, you unconditionally accept them as yours. One of the most destructive uh, things about self-image uh, has to do, as I mentioned earlier, with incest or sexual abuse. Incidentally, for what it's worth, when a single mother who has a little girl invites her boyfriend to come live with her, you have just extended an invitation to the neighborhood pedophile. The records are crystal clear the odds go up dramatically that that fella is watching what's going on in the neighborhood and it happens too many times for it to be a coincidence. What causes poor self-image? Well, the media treatment today. You ever notice the way they treat two-parent families? Have you ever noticed the way they deal with Catholics and Protestants? particularly people who have religious convictions and persuasions. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you saw a series where you had a regular husband and wife who were the heroes of the series? Most of the times, uh, the father is either brutal or a wimp. Too much of the time, the children uh, make old dad look like an idiot and they're smarter, the kids are, than mom and dad put together. That creates a real problem. Now, the question is, what do you do about it? What's another cause? Well, it pains me to say this, but negative preachers are one of the biggest causes of a poor self-image where all they talk about is what God's going to do to you about hell and brimstone. Now, don't misunderstand. I think some of that ought to be there. Heard somebody say if there's more hell in the pulpit, there'd be less of it in the streets. However, let me simply say, we need to look at the positive side as well, and that's what I would like to do. Now, I want to emphasize that when you explore the manifestations of a poor self-image, it will help us identify the people whom we're dealing with and hopefully ourselves. And if we can tell uh, that person has that kind of a problem, and if we have that kind of a problem, then we are in position to offer a solution. Here's some of the manifestations. Jealousy without cause. I've heard so many times a husband or wife say, oh, I just love him so much I can't let him out of my sight. What they're really saying is, I cannot believe he or she would just be faithful to me. Poor little old me. Let me remind you again that in that study of 300 world-class leaders, I'm talking about Gandhi and Roosevelt and Churchill and Helen Keller and Martin Luther King and whole schmear, let me remind you, 25% of them had some serious physical disability and 75% of them had either been abused as children or had been raised in poverty. But they understood it wasn't what happened to them, it's how they handled what happened to them. Second manifestation is a failure to give your best effort. 
See, if you don't give your best effort, then you can always say, well, had I really tried, I would have succeeded in that endeavor. But had you tried and failed, then you have a fear that you will more materially, you will further have a deterioration of your self-image. They don't finish the project, uh, whatever the project is. They don't finish it, whether it's cutting the grass or getting the report in on time uh, or finishing uh, the project they're on. When you finish, you get recognition, you get praise, and I don't deserve praise. So if I don't finish it, now they don't sit there and think this through, but instinctively that's what happens. They think others are laughing at uh, them, and they'll have a tendency to quiz uh, a group after they've broken up. What were you all talking about? Did you mention me? They're overly sensitive to criticism. They can't handle a compliment. Boy, I'm telling you, this is one of the most delicious casseroles I've ever eaten. Well, I wish I'd have had time to marinate the veal a little bit longer. My, that's a beautiful dress you've got on. Well, I've been wearing it for three years, but thank you. My, your house is always so neat. Well, I wish I'd have had more time to take care of some of the panels around. They just cannot accept a simple compliment and say, Thank you, which is a sign of a good, healthy self-image. They insist on picking up the check. You go out with somebody, whether it's coffee or a meal, even though they cannot afford it, let me pick up the check. They're not worthy of your company unless they give you something, and so they pick up the check. They dress in revealing clothes. They, uh, you know, they advertise that way. Fishermen call that trolling. The only problem with trolling is sometimes you pick up an old boot or a stump or an old garfish or a turtle and you find out it's tougher to get them off the hook than it was to get them on. (laughs) They fail to ask for the order as a salesperson. Fifteen years I was in direct sales. I've seen hundreds of efforts by salespeople to close a sale. And they'd be talking and talking and talking and talking, and they never asked for the order. And finally the prospect says, well, John, you're not trying to sell me something, are you? Oh, no, no, no. Well, what are you, a professional visitor? <laughs> you know what we've discovered? We've discovered that sales escalate dramatically when the image improves Because if you've got the right image, you're selling the right product. And if you feel good about yourself and what you're selling, you want the other person to own it for their benefit. Not yours, their benefit. One manifestation uh, is that they overpromise. We've all seen it. Every new coach or manager that comes in, uh, uh, you know, they will on the side say, well, now it might take a rebuilding process, but then to the side, but I can guarantee you it's going to be a lot faster than a lot of people think. They overpromise. Politicians are notoriously famous for that. Are they not? All right. They overpromise because they are afraid they won't be accepted unless they are. Oh, motor mouth is one of the signs of a uh, poor self-image. You know, they talk all the time. They simply can never slow down because they feel they've always got to be selling and selling and selling. How many of you have ever had a motor mouth uh, that you went to just for a little drop-in visit and after about 15 minutes, you know it's time to go and as you head for the front door, 
door, he blocks it off. He stands in the way. Got something else to tell you. You finally maneuver and get out the door and he follows you out to the car. He opens the door for you and as, uh, as you're backing out, he says, roll down the window, roll down. Got one more thing to tell you. Old motor mouth is a sign of a poor self-image. Sometimes a silent mouth. Not always, but sometimes. They simply are afraid that what they have to say is of very little value, and consequently, they do not say anything. And of course, a filthy mouth is one of the surest giveaways of all. They think they, in order to get somebody to listen, they've got to punctuate it with comments like that. I once heard it said that we judge others by their outsides, and we judge ourselves by our insides. We give ourselves a break very often because we know our motives and reasons for acting that way. Today, try and see if you can apply some of what you heard to a difficult person in your life. I think you'll see a difference over time as you give those difficult people in your life a little compassion. Next week, we will continue on this theme of building winning relationships. Until then, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.